Feel it coming in the air Yeah And there's screams from everywhere Yeah I'm addicted to the thrill I'm ready It's a dangerous Stop. love affair Come on Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me Stop. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who go on this town tonight Hey, good morning, good afternoon are out here in this global networking world. This is Demi Lachey here with the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. Welcome in on this beautiful Monday. Great weekend, ton of weekend of sports. The Augusta National, 80th Annual Augusta National Masters Tournament is a wrap. It's done. Congrats to Danny Willett coming out on top, shooting a five under par to take home the purse, the big earnings, the $1.8 million in which he... I guess you could say battled hard or just fell right into it. The purse was $10 million, but uh, Cole, the, the champion last season, Jordan Spieth, had a, a big-time collapse. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get more into that later on to the show. Demi Lachey's here in the studio. Kwame Shelby calling in. Kurt Felkeller is out and about, uh, out on site. But here we have, uh, we're going to throw definitely some congrats towards Danny Willett, which we'll get more into later on in the show. Talk about Jordan Spieth and his, uh, his choke artist standpoint. Also, uh, congrats to the Senator, the, excuse me, the Golden State Warriors. Golden State Warriors tying the Chicago Bulls, 72 wins. Now they're sitting at 72 and 9, trying to become the first team to ever go 73 and 9 in a regular season. Coming up on Wednesday, Kobe Bryant, last week of NBA World, NBA Basketball. Uh, as we know so far, he could make a possible comeback, in which I still believe he will. We'll talk more of that later on in the show. Also, uh, paying definitely some condolences towards Will Smith and his family in a uh, fatal shooting um, on an accident that happened uh, down in New Orleans. And uh, we'll talk more of that going into the show. But first and foremost, we're going to Get things started off the right way. Introducing Kwame here, calling in all the way from Lawrence, Kansas. I think that's where he's residing at. He, he may hey, be in, up, the, in the air I'm somewhere. To, actually, I'm on my way to uh, New Orleans now for a uh, summit until Thursday. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I know. That's what I say. Dang, you're going to be out on the site, man. Hey, be, be careful in New Orleans right now. Um, right. Definitely. It, it, it's, it's crazy, man. It's still crazy and idiotic that... You know, you get an accident, and yeah, I've been in an accident before. I never thought it was going to come down to death. Yes. Uh, you get an accident, uh, in the case of Will Smith, you know, he gets an accident. Somebody hit him from the back. He gets out the car. Of course, he's going to look threatening enough. The guy was a first-round picker in the 18th pick in the first round of Ohio State. Uh, of course, he looks threatening, but yeah, that's not a, a reason for me to pull my gun out and shoot you. Nothing's going to happen. Everybody's angry, sad, or frustrated that it happened when you get in an accident, but you talk it out, you exchange paperwork, and that be it. You go on your way and let the shores deal with it after that. Absolutely. And, I mean, we could touch more to this story, I guess, uh, in the in the later segment. Um, but, yeah, I mean, road rage is a violent cause or just a violent threat that's going on in this world, in, in, in this country. Um you know, we'll, we'll speak more on the reasons of, you know, why, you know, even pulling a gun out on a, you know, on a scene literally in the open or, you know, like you just said, like a car accident, uh, a rear end bumping, rear end touch. So uh, we'll discuss more of that. Uh, 
to kick things off, man, uh, we, let's let's send some congratulations. We'll start off with the NBA a little bit. We'll we'll, we'll wait on Jordan Spieth. Uh, how it's a bad. It's, it's so far it's a bad year for Under Armour athletes. I'm I'm gonna let you think about that for a second. But uh, congrats, Golden State Warriors. They accomplished it. They they have tied the greatest regular season record uh, in NBA history, tying the '95-'96 Chicago Bulls, in which they uh, Bulls went 72 with 10, and Warriors coming out on top, beating uh, San Antonio twice in the past what five days and. Uh, one at home, one on the road. I didn't think that they were going to get to the 72, 73, possibly 73 wins. Uh, after they took that last loss to Minnesota, I didn't think it was going to happen. You know, I, I I threw in the towel. I was like, wow, they had a great run at it. You know, uh, I think I thought Steve Kerr was going to go to the task where he was going to rest, rest the players. And, you know, he proved me wrong. He kept playing the guys and they went after it. They're still going after number 73 now coming up on Wednesday. I think it's no question, you know, you play the guys and, you get that victory, at least win the game, try to win it by the third quarter so you can get your guys some rest going into the playoffs. But uh, they've, they've done it. You know, they tied the record. I didn't think it was going to take this long. Not the way the season kicked off. I thought San Antonio was going to catch them and make it pretty interesting, in which they still have. But, well, I thought it was going to be 75-7. Right. It, uh, it, they, yeah. lost to, they lost to Minnesota. They lost to the Lakers. They lost to the Celtics. Man, these are grown men playing basketball. They still got a passion to win. Nobody practices to lose. I say that all the time. So when they go out there and, and go to State Warriors being who they are, of course they got a bullseye on them because you want to beat that team because you want to give yourself momentum going into the playoffs and momentum for other free agents to see, well, we do have a pretty team. If I'm speaking of the Celtics beating the uh, Golden State Warriors at home, yeah. Celtics need one more man, and they're they a dominant team. You watch Aldell Thomas and what he's doing over there, man. It's awesome what he's doing. And just think the Suns had him. But when you're talking Golden State and that chase of uh, history, they did it. They, yeah. they beat the uh, San Antonio Spurs at home. Uh, they broke the San Antonio Spurs streak at home. And the last time they beat them was 1997, I want to say, mm-hmm. at home. Uh, and then they clinched the uh, – well, obviously they clinched home field throughout, but – but this is a team that uh, right now at the moment is tied with the, uh, not even tied, but better than the 95, 96 Chicago Bulls. And they're 72 wins. And um, you look at what that team has done, and most teams with superstars or great teams, you'll see a superstar. Mm-hmm. When I look at the San Antonio Spurs, I don't think Steph is the only superstar there. You can see Jordan and Pippen um, and a lot of role players you can see LeBron and maybe Kyrie and a lot of role players. You, you can look at what Kobe used to be or Kobe and Shaq and then Kobe and uh, who was the uh, – he's over in um, Gasol. Gasol. Gasol and Bynum, yeah. that team. Yeah. But when you look at the Golden State Warriors, yeah. I can look all the way down to their bench and find somebody who can come in and play right. or who can be a starter on another team. They yeah. got a good chemistry over there, and most times – that is a recipe for success. That is, that is what you need to be successful in uh, in the playoffs. And it doesn't matter who's uh, who's on that roster. Whoever's hot is going. To, they're going to keep feeding the ball. We've seen nights where Steph uh, thirteen and four, right? Uh, five and uh, nineteen, and these guys still won because of who's around them. So exactly. what a great season they have! I can't wait to the playoffs to see how they do. Hopefully, this record doesn't. Uh, and I don't think it will. Uh, supersede the NBA championship. 
Now, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it all comes down to the championship in which, I mean, I, I, I don't like the, the respect that still that the Warriors are getting from this. I mean, 72 wins in the NBA season, that that's crazy. That's unthought of. That's 70 wins, 65 wins, 60 wins in NBA season. That is hard to do, hard to get. You know, mm-hmm. especially I don't care how long you put a team together for a lot of kudos, a lot of respect towards the San Antonio Spurs. They went 39 and 0 and took a loss to the Golden State Warriors and went 39 and 1 at home. Could have been the first NBA team ever to go undefeated in a home game for a whole season. That is hard to right. obtain. You see that in the NFL. You've seen that in college where teams go undefeated. Or you don't win. You don't lose at home. But 82 games, you know, in the NBA and in, 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 uh, baseball. And hockey, maybe, that's hard to do because you play so many games night in and night out. To go 39-1 and one is, is, is amazing. And then going back to the Warriors, I mean, 72-9, and nine, you got to pay that respect. They, not only did they obtain it, not only did they do it, not only are they number one team, but they went for it, Kwame. You know, that's the part that I like. Like, right. you know, so much talk in the last. They tried to talk it away. Right, uh, they right. Were, their whole mindset was to go for it. I didn't like that. Like, why are you trying yeah, to take this? talk away because you bring yeah. more attention through the media to answer stupid questions that you already know that you're going for it. So I, I agree with you. I don't. I didn't like it when they were talking it away. And then the only one was outspoken about it was Draymond Green. Yeah. Um, and everybody else try to be hush hush about it in case they didn't get it. Don't play that devil's advocate stuff. They'll just, you know what? How many times will you be this close to eclipse a record? And, and the record they have, whether it be seven two and ten, tied with the uh, Chicago Bulls, or maybe seven three and nine if they beat Memphis tomorrow night or Wednesday night, even that record's going to be broken one day. Right. That's. But don't talk yeah. it away. When it's right there in front of you. I think this record's going to stick for for quite some time. Just the way the NBA is going. I don't see the Warriors next season going 74 and whatever. I mean, I, you know, this year, like you said, there was a couple losses where it's just like, ah, what, you know, how'd they, how'd they lose to that team? You know, what, why'd they right. come out so flat? Where we expected them to win, I thought it was going to be 75 plus. Uh, but, you know, to cut it this close, to still go after it, that's a great team. You know, that's still a team that's still fighting for something, even though they have the most wins in NBA history, or at least tied now in the regular season. It's the simple concept like, guys, we don't care. You know, we're not resting our guys. We're, we're going out. We're going to go get this thing. And like you said, it, it brings up just, you know, unwanted conversations when the media is trying to knock it down. I mean, Kwame, you hit it right on the head. It's literally you bring it in, you know, just – stupidity conversations oh you know if they played the bulls you know which team would be better now like come on like right. why why are we talking about this like let's acknowledge that this team is even going after and that's, and that's old man old man you done playing go home started pippen you yeah. had a great team you had one of the dynasty teams in the history of nba don't discredit or discount what the golden state warriors is doing and trying to do they not the golden state Warriors by no means are the chicago bulls the Cowboys had six championships in the era that Jordan Pippen was in, and the Golden State Warriors right now are on the verge or in the process of working on getting their second one. Right. So you don't compare them to disrespect them. They say they're a great team. They can do a lot of good things. As I'm watching the game last night, mm-hmm. I'm thinking that whomever's in charge, the owners, the general manager, uh, as far as contracts and all that, if you got rid of Clay Thompson, that team is done. Um, you got to find somebody who just 
lights out. But even then, the chemistry has to be there. I look at what Clay Thompson does for that team. When Steph is not on, it's either Clay or Draymond. Right. It's either Livingston, uh, Bart. They got guys on that Eagle Dollar, uh, guys that's coming off the bench. These guys, they have a team that's full of chemistry, guys who like being around each other. Not saying, well, we just got a work relationship. No, we got a work, a family, play relationship where they talk to each other, they see each other off the court. Now, it is a business in respect to that. But when you got a chemistry like that, you know these guys are hanging out. They call it out somewhere bowling together, uh, mm-hmm. doing things where uh, they make that, that um, camaraderie and that, that game time a lot stronger than most teams. Right. And they're, out, they're, they're staying out of trouble, period. They're yeah, you don't not, hear about, you don't hear about exactly. them you don't going hear about out. Them. At a nightclub, yeah, so and if, and if happen, I do, yeah, if I do hear about them in the nightclubs, it's it's not just one or two, you know, that's doing it. Yeah. The whole team is out. I mean, right. it's funny how that is. Like, oh, Steph Curry was out, you know, last night, and or when he went to L.A. when they had the big collapse in L.A., Steph Curry was out. But then mm-hmm. you read along more the stories: Draymond Green, Clay Thompson. I don't even know Clay Thompson even go out. I don't even know he even knew what a nightclub was. Right, uh, and you, but but that's but when they say Steph, the story yeah. just sounds and seems different. But you forgot to add that the rest of the team was out with them. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like the whole, they all go out together, which is fun to watch. It's fun to see this team still play. Uh, I hope they can keep this thing going towards the playoffs, towards you know the, winning another world championship. Uh, but you know, it, things, it, it looks tough, man. It looks tough. It is. Still, yeah. I know. Uh, I don't know why everybody keeps saying the Clippers is their rival, a team in L.A. and a team in Golden State. Uh, Northern California. I don't know how that's, how that's a rival. They just play each other hard, like everybody else does. Who makes it to the playoff? Right. Makes it to the playoff. You play each other hard. Um, it's it's not really a rival who, to who me. You got you got Memphis Grizzlies who they got a bunch of it. Now, not to disrespect these guys, but but scabs who I like mm-hmm. on their team. Guys with ten day contracts on their team, playing like a professional team, playing like. That is their team. Right. But we know that's going to look a whole lot different come next year. You look at the Clippers that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got who's else? Dallas. You got San Antonio, Oklahoma City Thunder. This one is some. If they win this, they deserve it. And that could be for, say, for anybody who wins the NBA championship. They deserve it because you got to go through a lot of good teams to get there. Kwame, I'm a huge fan of what the Warriors have done this year. Uh, just because they're, they're, the star players played every game. If right, yeah. Even when times yeah. when you were, like, looking at the Warriors, oh, Steph Curry, he was out a couple games due to, like, you know, a, a leg injury or he had some pain mm-hmm. in, the, in his calf earlier in the year. Uh, Draymond had an injury. Harrison Barnes sat out some time. Iguodala, who was always on the injured pub. Even, even Andrew Bogut played a ton right. of basketball this year. And he's known, to you know, to, to stay in the training room. For a yeah, whole he's season. gonna disappear uh, for about 20, 25 games. Yeah, but these guys done it. I think it's great for the NBA uh, because it was times you know you go out to games, you know you see a team come to your town, come to your city, like the Spurs, big box ticket player Tim Duncan, and he's not here or he's not playing or Parker's. They didn't even make the trip or you know you see in Ginobili dressing the suit. It's like man, these are the guys I'm watching, you know, play hard in the playoffs. You know, I want to see this team in the regular season. I want to see these guys all together because they're not going to have too many more days anyway. In in regards to that, I think uh, Popovich was making a point 
or how the NBA schedule was. You know, these guys, and I think about the schedule right now, it's like, this is a stupid schedule. They, they go to State Wars, play Memphis, then go down to um, San Antonio. You got to mm-hmm. go home and play Memphis again. That's just a waste of time. The season should be over. That's a waste of time in the schedule. So I think Popovich's point was, well, well I'm going to rest my guys. I know you want and then he, he actually ended up getting fined for doing it, for sitting his guys down because, it, like you said, it's a great for the NBA. Mm-hmm. Everything that happened in basketball benefits the NBA, even from the college level. That benefits the NBA, even from AAU, top AAU teams. That benefits the NBA. Right. So when, when, when he set his stars down, they got fined because they ticket sales. So now you're starting to think, this is all about money. It right. has nothing to do with these guys getting rest and doing what they do best in the San Antonio Spurs. They win championships. So that's why I'm resting my guys. And the year he rests his guys is the year they won a championship. Yeah. But his point was, is what I thought, is to let the NBA, you can't have that many back-to-backs. And then, I, and then you want me, because it's a Christmas game, take my San Antonio Spurs to Miami and play against, the, at that time, LeBron James um, and the big three, mm-hmm. um, Dwayne Wade and those guys. For your revenue, for your benefit, you know, yeah. we're trying to win a championship. So I think that's what it was, and I I don't like the NBA schedule anyway. You playing too many back to backs, and then the yeah. next day you go home, that same team got to come to your place. That's too much traveling. I, I get I get that. So you're saying the NBA is probably too long of a season? It is too long of a season. It's like baseball is. Baseball is yeah. baseball is pretty yeah. long. Football people complain about you know the football schedule, sixteen games, or you get one yeah. bye week. People complain. I, I mean, think, um, why yeah, is I it so it much? Two bye weeks. I th- I agree with that. I think it should be more than just one bye week. But you know, people. I mean, in every sport now, everyone's saying, "Oh, the season's too long. The season's too long." That's because we're ready to get to the playoffs. Once the playoff discussion starts to pick up in the middle of the season, I think it's because right. as fans, you know, or as uh, GMs or coaches, you know, you you're ready to get there as competitors as the players. Like, man, do we have to go out here? And play the Philadelphia 76ers. Like, really? Like, this is mm-hmm. irrelevant for us. But it is what you signed up for. You you are getting a check every time you step out on that court. So uh, we got to take a quick break here. After the break, we'll, we'll discuss more on, you know, see where the Warriors stand out going into the playoffs, who's catching up to them. Jordan Spieth, man, the Masters. Congrats to Danny. That was your, that was your pick. We'll get to that, and then uh, the discussion more about Will Smith and definitely about this uh, road rage violence. Kwame Lasseter, Sports Talk Show. Kwame Lasseter here on the line. Demi Lachey. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back in. Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. That's a great song to jump into this next segment. 888-346-9144 to call in if you want to join in on this conversation. We got Kwame Lasseter here online on the, excuse me, on the, on the, on the phone set. Uh, Demi Lache is here in studio. Yesterday, Kwame, like I was just discussing, you know, I, I, I traveled to L.A., got my little photo shoot on, got my Tyson on with no mic, but... uh it was so what, Mike Tyson. You said Tyson Bedford. Yeah, it was, it was. It was. Yeah, more of a Tyson Bedford in his homeland in L.A. In the middle of nowhere, man. We, man, I don't know where we was at. So, so we flew out. Or we went out to L.A. and then we drove to like some other place in California, and you know, took a, a ton of pictures. I mean, where we was located, it was nice. Like the background, the drop setting, it was dope. Like oh, okay. couldn't complain. The weather was good. It didn't rain. It rained on the way while we were traveling there, but after that, it was just clear skies, and it was good weather. got up to about 75, so it was outdoors. Uh, for a clothing line that's going to hit with uh, Bloom Magazine in their May edition, their summer edition. So, shouts out to Vara Ayana, who hooked it up, who plugged it, and, uh, you know, I'm... What's the clothing line? I want to say this right. Madowski Clothing Line, made in America, American-made uh, product. Uh, some of her big celebs, uh, local singer named K- Kayami, who which she was at the shoot as well. Uh, Chanel West Coast, who be on that show Ridiculousness, is a big uh, okay. big name behind it. So you know she got a couple other people, and I'm trying to be that next name. You know, I, I look good behind this mic. I wish we had a camera in here. Get in where you sit in. That's always good. As long as you on the on the scene on the spot, yeah, that's always a benefit too. Right. I'm just I'm. Taking a day at a time, trying to build this thing, man. And uh, I look good behind, you know, I look pretty good, Kwame. You know, they can't see me behind, they can't see me behind a microphone. I mean, they didn't have to do too much editing on me. I told them, y'all don't have to do too I much. They, they might have Googled you. <laughs> don't do that because you're going to see some action pictures. <laughs> you're going to see some action pictures you ain't going to like, but uh, some old Facebook pics. But no, nah, it, was, it was a fun experience, though. And, you know, we we looking to do more projects. And I got in touch with a lot of the media production people, the video and camera crew. So, Kwame, I, we got some things coming. If, you know, if you catch my okay. drift, we made some no good worries. relationships. So, I'm excited. The camera, uh, it's all good. Yeah, they got to see this face more because they're going to look at the magazine and be like, damn, who is that? Well, well, he, he behind the microphone. <laughs> we can't see him. That's good, too, when he's wondering who is <laughs> Who is who and who's what? That's always good. Exactly. Nah, it, it was fun, though. 
while all that was going on, I completely missed Sunday at, at the Masters, the 80th Masters, in which Danny Willett, I don't know if I can call it a comeback or just I, I, I was I was I was in a great I don't know fit at the time just because I kept participating and fell into a victory, fell into 1.8 million. Congrats to Danny. Uh, but the real, the biggest story in which I missed everything, because I was, obviously I was updated on my phone while we was out at the shoot. I'm checking on it. I'm checking on it. I'm like, okay, Jordan Spieth is dominating. Finished the front nine, three birdies. I was like, oh my god, this dude, he he's showing out. He's I was like, he, he, he's showing out, and I'm excited. I'm like, yeah, I chose him, and and he he running away with it come Sunday, and like three birdies on that front nine. I'm like, oh, it, he he's done. It, like who coming in second? Who, who who's next? You know, let let's get that let's get that green jacket. I think he saw it too, and then he came to hold ten at back nine, ten eleven, and I guess it was the disaster on twelve, from what I yeah, read about, good. from what well, I watched. Like bogey or something like that. Yeah, he caught Drupal bogey. bogey on twelve. I never heard of that. I've never done that in my little golf outing experience I've had. I don't. Th- I think it was a part th- part three. It was one, but twelve was a part three. Took a four. Something like, oh, no, he took a, oh, no, he took a, hey, he brought it right back to the field. Demory. I got you, Kwame. You still on. Oh, sure. I got to hear the thing. What's, what's going on over there? What y'all doing? Right you know there, how right? we do things over here at Voice America? We global. <laughs> we we, we got to keep this thing going global. No, That's why. I was saying about the uh, quadruple bogey, man. That was, that was ridiculous. And it does happen. And unfortunately, it happens on one of the biggest stages. And when you talk about the majors, people consider the masses the biggest of the other majors, uh, mm-hmm. Open Championship players, not the Players Championship, but the uh, uh, U.S. Open. You, where you look at all that stuff, man, and and this guy being one of the top golfers, yeah, have have one of those collapse in this moment in this situation. And that's why I say you look at these young guys, and everybody try to compare them to Tiger Woods or say they better than Tiger Woods at their age when he was that age. Tiger Woods never collapsed like that. No, never collapsed at a young age like that. Um. And I don't want to make this more about Tiger Woods because he didn't play, so his kind of name really shouldn't come up. But Jordan Spieth, one of the great golfers, uh, has that type of ability where he can win multiple multiple majors, and I'm talking about at least ten or more. Right. Uh, have one of those days is unfortunate for him. To, and, and, and I don't call it collapse. I don't call um the guy walked down because the other guys were just playing golf, trying to get into it, just making sure they don't make any bogus, hoping he makes mistakes. But I don't think there's any golfer out there hope hope that he made that big of a mistake where it's it's just disheartening. And the way he handled it was pretty good, but he had to. And then you hear all the, um, and I'll let you talk about, you hear all the comparison to how he handled his interview, Cam Newton handled his. Oh, yeah. Forgetting, they, they are forgetting that uh Popovich does the same thing every every interview. They're forgetting that Tom um, Tom Brady and um, Peyton Manning does the same thing when they're not happy. I watched Tom Brady, I mean Peyton Manning. I'm sorry, walk right off the court without shaking anybody's hand because he lost the game. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, yeah, I've seen that too. Yeah, and Tom Peyton, you've seen you know some of the great athletes do do this. Um, for Jordan Speed to stand up there to present the green jacket. To you know, still stand up there while Danny's doing his thing and going through interviews. I mean, that that took a lot of courage to do that. He's twenty two years old too, Kwame. You know, right, this right. guy ain't no. Okay. He's not no thirty year old veteran who, 
you know, lost the tournament on the 18th hole or on the 17th, you know, down the stretch. It it happened, you know, pretty significantly on the back nine early. Like, man, you you thinking about this going into hole 13 in which he birdied. To see him bounce back like that, I mean, he could have just collapsed the whole, the whole way through. And I think I, that's what... Yeah, that's true. That's true, because I think he'd be fine. Like you said, he's 22 years old. I think he'd be perfectly fine. Uh, got that out of his system. You know, most guys who do this for a living, when you make a mistake, those who are great at what they do, they learn from them. Yes. And that's the, that's the part I'm waiting for now. I mean, this was Jordan Street's tournament to win, to conquer once again. And different from the Super Bowl, in which everyone's trying to compare Cam Newton. I told you, it's a tough year so far for Under Armour athletes, by the way, Cam. Except for Steph Curry. I mean, but for Jordan Street, Cam Newton, it's a tough year so far uh, to be the front-runner name for Under Armour. Uh, this is not the last tournament of the year. It is the biggest one, but he still, you know, have a couple more PGA tournaments to get his thing back together. I think this will maybe play in his mind to the next time he comes to that course. And we, we will see what happens then. I, I don't I think, you know, he will he just needs to keep playing golf. I don't think, you know, sulking on this and you know, it's it, it's it's right now it's his biggest drop downfall of his career right now. Uh, now it's how do you bounce back from it? You know, do you do you let this linger on for the next coming tournaments? Do you pull a Tiger Woods as of late and you know just pull, start pulling yourself out of tournaments early because you can't really handle the moment or you can't live up to who you who we thought you were? And I, I think Jordan Speed does a great job of not letting outsiders get to him and to his game because he keeps you know he keeps bringing it each and every game. I don't think he should do away with his caddy. Some people say he threw his caddy under the bus. They have great I, chemistry. I heard that also. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't uh, quite get that because if something that both of you had to decide on, you know, to, for you to go out there, pick that club, hit that shot, the caddy is just giving you the distance and telling you where to place the ball. After that, mm-hmm. he's out of the way. So I don't know how much is on the caddy. Right. Because he's putting you in a position to hit your a full shot or hit your best shot. You know, when you go into the water, first you went into the water off your tee shot on 12, and then you, um, and when you drop, you go into the water again. The next time you get on, you go right into a bunker. Mm-hmm. So your caddy knows your distance. When you practice, you're not practicing alone. You, you practice more so with your caddy, so you guys know what club works best in this situation. When you practice, you're not under a pressure situation. You can create it. But it's not the same pressure as being in it in that moment mm-hmm. as, as being in, being at the Augusta National and playing in the Masters. It's not the same pressure you can get on the driving range. But you can remember this feeling you had and then, you know, say this could never happen again. And at that point, turn around. Look what um, Roy McIlroy did. Remember, he had the Masters lead for, I want to say, 54 holes and lost it on the last day. Right. And and he just, just sunk down. You can see his whole demeanor, his whole body language change. It was, it was sad for him because you you want to be a fan, you're rooting for him. Mm-hmm. It's sad that you can see that a young a young guy like that, with a great opportunity of winning the Masters at such a young age, just collapsed. But what he does, he's come back and he wins the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. The next major, he wins it. Right. So I think that's why I say Jordan be okay. Yeah, and I and I hope so. I just not only just for the the player he is and the man he is, it's. For the game of golf, too. I mean, I think he will be, I hope he bounces back, you know, A-OK and 
can still continue, you know, great, you know, golf play, you know, continue to to display that dominance in which he presented before. And, you know, you tried to, you, you talked about, you don't want to put Tiger into this talk. But obviously, that's yeah, the biggest and, and discussion we have. Congratulations, like as you was mentioning earlier, to uh, Danny Willard. Yeah, definitely. Danny took it home, you know. <laughs> Way to keep playing golf, you know. I think, you know, at that standpoint, you're going into the back nine. If you're, you know, around second, third place, I think it's all about, you know, you playing for money at that point. Like, what's the difference between second place and third place earnings? You know, I think that's when it comes down to that. Your focus more than just, you know, you're down, what, four strokes and then the guy is still playing behind you. You know, at that point, I'm like, hey, let, let me play for this second. Let me play for this $880,000. You know, let me see how that goes. So rather than 413 But then to hear your name by the time you get to the 16th hole and hear you're in first place and Jordan Speed drop down about two spots, you got to be, wow. like, to turn that focus right back around or just, you know, keep playing. At that point, it's like, hey, I'm just playing golf now. Like, now it's, it, it's just crazy. It's a good feeling. I mean, how how crazy of a feeling that, that is, you know, Kwame? I don't right, know. If, that guy came back from a four-stroke deficit. Yeah. Uh, and he, like you said, he was playing golf. Willie was playing golf. Just let me try to get into the uh, – and I don't know how many of those guys think about the money more so – the prize and the prize of that green jacket and that life. Right, and absolutely. Honorary membership that you have at the Masters, that locker room that you get to go in, that dinner that you get to go to, a lot of prestige stuff. Yeah. Uh, but when you fall down and you find yourself a winner on the last day, man, I think only three people have done that ever in the history of this golf mm-hmm. or the Masters. I just think as a – I would take it as, you know, going into that – when you play in your 14, 15 hole, it's like I'm playing for that 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 check at that point. That's my main focus rather than first place when you're down four strokes and you only got like two holes left. I would be, you know, that'll be my mindset as a golfer. But, you but know, like just, you said. That's, that, that's golf, though. That's when you fall yeah. apart because you're not thinking about – if you're thinking about – The green jacket? Afterwards, so you got to stay in the moment with golf. Mm-hmm. And I don't know – and you bring it up. So I don't know if that was um, Jordan Steve. Issue or or concern is another green jacket or back to back green jacket uh, to put himself in a class that many are not in. Mm-hmm. So when you're in the moment, you got to stay there and, and if not uh, on a course like that that they de- that they design for you to fail. Mm-hmm. Then that's when you f- you see those collapses or you see a bogey out of nowhere or a double bogey out of nowhere uh, when. Such of these players are so great at what they do. Right. That's when it happens. So the moment is really where you got to stay in. I don't know if any of those guys ever think about. I mean, maybe on maybe on Wednesday, on Thursday, mm-hmm. think about making a cut. Yeah. For a chance to win a green jacket. Hey, I guess the ones that think about the money are usually the ones that never, who rarely win. Mm-hmm. I mean, going back, you talked about how people are comparing this to Cam Newton. In the big stage, Super Bowl to me is the last game in the year. Right. It's you know you're, you're finished. This is literally this is all you got left, and you're not presenting you know a jacket or anything down to the next champion. Obviously, Cam Newton's never been a champion before in the NFL in a professional standpoint. What Jordan Spieth has, he's won tournaments, he's lost tournaments, in which. You know, I, I just don't understand the comparison. I know Mark Schlaer talked about, you know, hey, Cam Newton, this is how you're supposed to do it, you know, as, as a loser. Yeah, I mean, I think now from now on, it's going to happen so many 
other tournaments where people lose. Cam Newton, this is how you're supposed to handle yourself, like as a professional, and you know, that, that, I mean, why even drag him into this discussion? Why even? This is a whole nother sport. Like if it was a Super Bowl loss, I could understand. But like, okay, yeah, definitely. Like Cam, come on, like you know, you can. I'll, I'll get it a little bit more. But for a whole nother game, whole nother sport, whole nother tradition. Like this is a tradition standpoint that goes. Ancient, you know, way back when, and this is how guys present the jacket to the next winner. I think that's cool. But to have it, like, in this standpoint where he lost, you know, he had a four-stroke lead and lose it and didn't present the jacket, I mean, that's that's tough in itself. You know, that's normally, you know, the, the guy come out the next year and be, you know, down, maybe he come in, like, 12th place or just have a bad Sunday or Saturday. And then it's all, like, you know, welcome to the family, welcome to the uh, fraternity. In this standpoint, it was like, man, speed like this was you, you was gonna be back to back. But like you said, I don't think he was really thinking about the back to back standpoint. If Jordan would have just lost outright instead of collapsing the league, right? I don't think would have been a big deal. No, not at all. You did. Know, you just would have lost. But you had that green jacket in your hand to put back on for somebody else to put back on you. Well, um, one of the uh, members to put back on you. And now you end up putting it on somebody else after collapsing like that. And it's, it's, that what makes it dramatic. But you look at Mark Slayer and those guys, they they can't, they don't give Cam Newton the benefit of doubt of him being a young guy never been in that situation. But they will other people. They will give the benefit of doubt to others, which is sad that they can, they can do that. Or oh, that's one of their first thoughts, yeah. to slam somebody else because somebody else did something differently than uh, another person did because they come from different places. Right. That's just unfortunate that they can do that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Call me last Sports Talk Show. We got to jump into this next break. After the break, we'll discuss, you know, uh, Will Smith, his situation, also some other NFL news, NBA news as well that's going on right now. Call me last Sports Talk Show, and we'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back. 
Welcome back in to Carmen Lassa Sports Talk Show. Man, this show goes by so fast. We already jump into this last segment here on this beautiful that's Monday. That's why you got to have more than one show. Absolutely. That's, that's the next challenge, man. That's the next goal is to get that next one. So, uh, well, I got one you can come on uh, later on today if you're available. That'll be fun. I, I, I'm going to mind jumping into something, something else for today. It'll be fun. Uh, Welcome back into the last segment, for sure, on this show here. Uh, now, um, this weekend, you know, you know it, it was a ton of great sports to watch and to get into. Uh, but obviously the tragic news that caught really my eye, um, and now which the police, I guess, investigating on uh, the NFL loss of a brother, former brother, uh, defensive end Will Smith, was killed out of revenge um, from a from a driver. Uh, I can't think of the guy's name. I know his last name, Haynes. Can't think of the gentleman's first name. Uh, he's looking at second. Revenge. What kind of revenge? Cardell Hayes is his name. Out of revenge, that's what they're calling it, from, um, I guess, with him shooting Will Smith, uh, killing the former NFL guy, I guess, in revenge of the uh, rear-end uh, crash scene that happened, part of a road rage in, in a revenge plot, I guess that's the uh, so it, that's what came out and investigating. I believe so, and I, I, I caught something earlier today. Um, I don't have the whole story. I don't really remember because it happened right before I left the house. Was this? I guess it was story. It was a story that uh, Will Smith was with the, another former Saints, um, the running back Pierre Thomas, and they were sitting down with a chief of police going over something that I guess that's happening or they're trying to put awareness out. Just a great friend of theirs and in which um, the guy who actually shot uh, Will Smith um, in the uh, road rage, I guess his father was in jail and I guess the officer, um, the officer that, was talking with them had something to do with the story. I don't know too much into it, but I hope that has nothing to do with, you know, the road rage and, like you said, a target. Um, that's just some of the stuff that I've known that I guess the story that just recently just been spoken about that I caught. I haven't really looked into much into it, but I hope, you know, that wasn't the case. I hope, you know, it wasn't no target type scene. And, you know, because... When the story first came out, I'm like, okay, there, something has happened. It's either like the stories came out like talking about revenge. Like, I just can't see a pedestrian. I don't believe, you know, road rage can literally get to the point where you're drawing a gun and pulling the trigger. Not only on, you know, Will Smith, but also his wife, you know. I, I just don't, uh, like, it, it, it makes me sick that this country, that we have to go through something like this. Not only as an NFL player, but anyone in our American society. You know, we're all Americans here, so I've I've been a part of road rage. I've seen road rage happen. I, I'm not a how with somebody you got. How you how? No one has necessarily. Now, someone caught a quick attitude. Maybe I had to jump uh, over on a lane real quick, and I'll yeah. see them in the rear mirror, or they pull up on the side of me while they're going past, and you know, put a little gesture out or just get upset. I'm like, yo, like, get over it. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of these people out here are crazy, man. I mean, this it time, is. I remember like people pull up to the side because you you driving a certain way, not by a certain way you driving 
the speed limit, but they want to go faster. Yeah. And they get they pull up beside you. They do all like you said, do all these hand gestures. They're not gang signs, but they they just nonsense signs. Right. And they upset about that because you were doing speed limit. Exactly. But I, but um, Will Will Smith was with the officer that killed that guy's father. Oh, that's what it was. Well, that's what okay. You're talking about. Yeah. I think that's what it was. I, I don't know the story. I don't know. I'm, I just that's what it was. I don't know. Yeah, that's the part where I caught leaving out the house. I was like, wow, like, yeah, it, it, it's something else that that has to be connected. But at the same time, uh, it, it's it's a tragic loss. It's a way, you know, that that America should be looked at as you know, with gun violence going on right now in America, it's disappointing, and it's to the point where it literally is happening almost at any occurrence now. You know, rather it's a road rage scene, and uh-huh. and uh, you know it's just like wow, like you can't even switch lanes without somebody popping an attitude. Like it, just on that concept, like why are you even getting upset? Like I get I it. Like why the officer uh, killed the guy's father? Because uh, I wonder. I know. I know it's more so about Will Smith. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe he's at the wrong place, the right at the wrong time, or the right place at the wrong time. Because I don't think I don't, I don't see him as having so much to do with uh, a situation as an officer killed the guy who shot Will Smith. I think he shot his his, uh, his wife in the leg. Yes. But I don't know what involvement he would have had with that. Um, the guy was watching him at dinner and uh, followed them. And right. I guess him on purpose to, uh, to have an altercation with him. And then it turned out that, you know, Will Smith ended up dead as the situation escalates. I wonder how would you feel as the officer before any of this has happened. You hear the story come out. I haven't heard the officer speak on it. Who was at the, like you said, they went out to eat. I haven't heard him say a word just yet. I mean, it may be too soon. They may be getting a story together that they can't speak about. Right. But, you know, I want to know. Now my attention goes to that, yeah, that gentleman. Even when I was leaving the house, I was thinking about that. Like, I want to know what he has to say because obviously he's been a part of both sides, you know, both, you know, uh, Will Smith and the gentleman, uh, Mr. Hayes, who who shot, you know, Will Smith. So he well, knows a little bit more. Uh, they can go from second degree murder if just not knowing what we know, just thinking it was an accident or it escalated. Uh, second degree murder to first degree murder, where this guy spent the rest of his life, possibly electric chair, mm-hmm. uh, in prison. Right. Because if it's revenge, that's premeditated. Mm-hmm. You you had some time to think about this. You had some time to think about this. You 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 didn't have a place where you can go where you can calm your mind. You didn't have a friend you can call and talk to and talk you out of it. Yeah. Uh, but your father was shot, and I don't know why the father shot because you alluded to it. You wonder how the officer would feel or how he feels that in something he does for a living, his job. Mm-hmm. That Will Smith ends up dead, and his uh his his three kids are fatherless. And his wife is a widow. Yeah. She's been shot in the leg. Yeah. And this whole incident. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a tough place to be in the Smith family right now. I, I can't even imagine, but I want to hear more about, you know, where this story goes, come, the way it's going to come out or what it goes into, because with that officer being in both sides of the story, being involved with both parties right now, I want to know where his standpoint is on this situation 
you know and obviously it's all going to unfold investigation is it's it's happening already uh but even in our our society today i mean literally how do whichever way the story comes out you know still this, this, the crime scene that goes on in our country i mean it's just you know it, it's disappointing you know it's, it's it's pretty sad you know no matter what the situation is you you know i think it's another way you got to find out how to work a situation out rather it's just road rage rather it's revenge about the father being killed we have to get to a place i think we need to you know find another way to deal with these problems because will smith wasn't a bad guy you know yeah. it, it seemed like he was pretty innocent I heard, actually was, yeah I, I heard the same thing i was a yeah. real good guy one of the you know, he, he does a lot of fun things, helps out a lot in the community. Um, just was in the wrong, like I said, could have been in the wrong place at the wrong time or the right place at the wrong time. And then mm-hmm. who you associate with, and somebody else might have a problem with that guy. Like that guy had a problem with the police officer who shot his father and killed his father. And I don't know if um, he felt that Will had conspired to any of that. But I don't know the story. I just know what a, a, a reading, and I'm getting a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, at a time, yeah, because of people who's close to the uh, their family, but it, it's unfortunate that it ended up in this situation where a guy loses life uh, over something he had no control of, over something he didn't, he didn't know anything about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean, I guess we'll oh, see how. I it... think. Uh, I think so. So the officer was wrong uh, in the shooting because the city of New New Orleans. Louisiana settled with him and his family a while ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a settlement. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They wanted $4 million and got less. So I think they were angry about that. Okay. So I don't know how you come up with $4 million. How you come up with that number for a death? I don't know. But yeah. I guess they wouldn't. See, if I give you two, you wanted $4 million, I give you $2 million. That $2 million run out because you never had millions of dollars, so you don't know how to use it. So mm-hmm. now you're angry. You think we should have had four million instead of two million? I'm speculating. I'm not saying this is what they was doing, but somebody who ain't never had no money when they get money and they blow it, they mm-hmm. feel like they should have got what they deserve or what they wanted, not so much what they deserve. Now I don't know how you put a a price on a death, right? But they, yeah, but you they can't. do in the court of law. Yeah, you you can't. And now it's just like, wow, how do how did Will Smith? Why 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 target Will Smith? I, I I get right. it. He was talking with the with the officer, but why target him? You know, now that brings up another, you know, investigation, and you know, it's all going to come out. You know, we living in a world today in a society where you know, it's social media. Everybody's a, a critic and a media outlet somewhere, some some way, somehow, and right. uh, it, it it'll all come and out. The good thing about it all this is uh, the New Orleans Saints owner. He's he's going to make sure everything is taken care of. Yes, for that family. That's good. That's great. That's that's phenomenal. And yeah, that, that's great for the kid, for the three. Well, he had three sons. Yeah. And it's just my inside yeah. stuff that I got from uh, sources that's close to the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just just a whole tragic story. I think more will come out on the end. We'll keep a close eye on to it. Uh, just more NFL news. Period. Uh, jumping the scene a little bit. Uh, your favorite quarterback in the NFL free agent, Johnny Menzel, says he's roommates with Von Miller. Von Miller comes out and says this is not true at all. Von Miller's what? Von Miller came out and said he's not roommates with Johnny Menzel. Oh, 
wow, how did that happen? Somebody probably put that out. You think so? Because why would Johnny say something like that and that can't be the truth? You know Vaughn will say, either we roommates or we not. Right. That's crazy. But he did. (laughs) This guy did sign with the Denver Broncos. Well, they was in depth mode anyway. Yeah. And the funny thing is, like, just last week, me and Kurt was talking about how the Broncos were thinking about signing Johnny Menzel. And, you know, we was like, wow, out of all quarterbacks right now, you know, it's this is stupid. This this is really dumb for the Broncos to do and John Elway. But, you know, you can't knock John Elway for his movements. It's it's obviously proven that he knows what the heck he's doing. They went to Super Bowls. Yeah. And but to bring and in the, the guy, and I get it. Now when you're on top, you feel like you can, you can do anything with anyone. I get it. You know, you put in that work. You, it's well deserved. You know, you do have a resume to speak on it. But I don't think they could deal with a case like a Johnny Menzel. Uh, now this guy is more the off-field tactics, uh, concentration, and you know, commitment, focus than what's going on on the field. I think he got enough soldiers on that team to straighten him out, put him in, and put him in his place. John ain't gonna. You got a veteran team. Yeah. Your your, your dad, your parents, and your mother can't help you when it comes to mother guy's livelihood. Mm-hmm. And you know, Von Miller spoke about playing. You know, obviously played together at Texas A and M, or had some type of time together at Texas A and M. And like you said, having that brotherhood around. You can build on that, you know. You can. Vaughn go to Texas A and M. Yeah, he went to A and M. Oh well, that's what it is. Yeah, he's helping his. Uh, that's what everybody would do. You would do that. Oh yeah. We might have, we might have heard the uh, language wrong. So he, if he moved the man, he probably just you know come stay with me for camp or something. Right. And let me tell you how we're gonna do this to, in here in Denver mm-hmm. and not what you've been used to in Cincinnati. Right. Uh, so that might be what it is. I don't. I don't know if now that. I just now remembering that he went to Texas A and M. Okay, mm-hmm. he's just helping out a, a fellow alumni, which he should. Plus, you got one that has some major problems. Mm-hmm. Here. Right, and you know the more I read about th- this story, you know, obviously Gary Kubiak, former Texas A and M quarterback as well. I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him end up in Denver, a winning organization, an organization where it's none but professionals. I don't know what's going on in Cleveland. I never knew what was going on. If they went through like eighteen quarterbacks in five years, so something ain't going right. Period. So maybe Denver is a good organization for him to be involved with. I doubt he could tear that house down. You know what I'm saying? It's, that's a pretty built force. You know, for the oh, future. They get rid of him quick. They get him as quick as lightning. They got rid of uh, uh, Tim Tebow. They get rid of Johnny Manziel quick. Absolutely. Uh, fortunately, man, we are out of time. We got to get out of here. Uh, we'll be back. Tomorrow, thank you, Kwame, for calling in. I know you're you're moving around a lot and going flight to flight. Appreciate you calling in. Appreciate uh, yeah. everyone tuning and I'll in. I'll you up uh, around 11, 11, 11 or twelve. Yeah, that's cool. That'll be perfect. Appreciate all you right. all tuning in to the Kwame Lester Sports Talk Show. Catch you tomorrow. We out. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Ah!